episode of the Junkie Experience Podcast is brought to you in part by Raw Skin Condoms. Raw Skin Condoms. God damn, that feels good. Yo, junkies, what's going on, man? Hey, welcome to the Junkie Experience Podcast, where we serve your addictions for all things entertainment. I am, this week, your host, Youngin, L out on vacation. So y'all know what time it is, man. We're going to get right into the thick of everything I want to talk about this week, man. We're going to go over the versus battles between uh, Soldier Boy, Bow Wow, uh, Trina, and Eve. Uh, we're going to go over these NBA playoffs. Uh, we're going to go over the new trailer for the Space Jam Legacies that came out this week, the newest trailer. Um, Masters of the Universe uh, animation that just got picked up by Netflix. Uh, we're going to get into this uh, uh, Jonathan Majors uh, playing a, uh, 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 the adversary in Creed 3. Uh, we're going to get into Issa Rae joining the cast of uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2. We're going to go into these uh, Spider-Man No Way Home uh, 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 leaks. And uh, we're going to get into this Black Widow featurette that just got dropped on Disney Plus this week, man. So y'all stay tuned to the Junkie Experience Podcast. All right, Junkies, we back. We about to get into it, man. Uh, Now, I've been searching around the internet trying to find something official. Um, And I cannot find anything official about this Bow Wow and Soldier Boy uh, versus Battle. Now I did see the uh, the live on Instagram that uh, Bow Wow and Soldier Boy had, uh, where they were discussing them uh, uh, doing the versus battle, and how Bow Wow was saying that he had a conversation with uh, I think uh, I think he said he had a conversation with Timberland about you know who who would he uh, do a versus battle with, and he said that. Uh, for whatever reason, Ja Rule name came up, which doesn't, I don't understand that. Uh, he said that Soldier Boy's name came up, and also, of course, Romeo's name came up. Now, I can understand Romeo, <clears throat> even though I honestly think that Bow Wow would crush Romeo in the versus battle just because he has way more hits than Romeo. He's been a part of uh, some iconic songs. Uh, I just don't see that going well for Romeo. <clears throat> um, and I mean, I, I guess maybe Soldier Boy and Bow Wow are around the same age, so maybe that makes sense. Um, but as far as like songs go, I just don't, I, I don't see Soldier Boy having a leg to stand on when it comes to hits to Bow Wow either. Now, you know, just off the top of my head, I'm not even speaking of Bow Wow's uh, catalog as a solo act. Um, we're talking about him being a part of, you know, like songs like uh, or groups like 
Destiny Child, he had a feature on a Destiny Child song. He's had a feature on Jagged Edge. Like he's just got, he's got so many features that was hits. To 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 put his catalog up against Soldier Boys, I think is uh. Even though I think a lot of people think Bow Wow is a joke, I think that's disrespectful to his legacy. I think uh, when it comes to um, uh, kids or, 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 or people who started off as children in the industry, um, when it comes to music, R&B included, I just think Bow Wow, uh, Bow wow is just, he, he the man. I don't, I don't think nobody can touch him. Um, it's, it's been people he's been uh, uh, pitted against, uh, Youngberg being one of them. Um, uh, of course, Romeo, because at that time they both were kind of, um, you know, uh, Bow Wow came on the scene first, if I'm not mistaken. But then, you know, Master P put Romeo on and, and then they had the show on, uh, I believe it was on Nickelodeon um, um, that Romeo show was. Uh, so, you know, um, th there was a lot of beef that was cooking up. And I don't remember if that beef was. If they took it to music, I think Romeo did do a diss track. I can't remember, but I don't remember them really taking it into music how we, you know, remember guys would would, would be beefing back in the day. So I, I just, I just feel like it's it's, it's no competition for him, man. Uh, if he was to do a versus battle, they definitely need to do something else. Now, as far as Soldier Boy's antics and uh, the way he get down, the shit that he say out his mouth, especially us. Uh, uh, after that, uh, that Vlad TV interview, uh, 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 him, him talking about the guys who, uh, um, came in, uh, rob him in his home and him with the Draco, which is hilarious, it's a hilarious interview, uh, the, the Breakfast Club interview where, uh, he called out, uh, the Breakfast Club for comparing him and Drake when he said he, cre he created Drake, it was a hilarious interview, now his antics, that, that'd be great. But as far as catalog, I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he can touch Bow Wow, man. I just, uh, I don't know, man. Um, but I'm looking for something official. Um, and I even went to the versus website, and I don't, I don't see anything official for that one. So I'm a, I'm gonna go ahead and chop that one up as um, this one may end up being one of those uh, verses that they do on their own, maybe on Instagram. I don't know if they'll get the official nod or the the actual company or do this one. Maybe they will. I don't know. I haven't seen anything. Uh, 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 let me know if y'all see anything. Uh, uh, make sure y'all hit us up at junkieexperience.com, man. Let us know what y'all think about that one. Um, as far as Trina and Eve go, now, I know if you're from the South, you're probably rocking with Trina hard. Um, and I love Trina. Trina the baddest bitch. Um... I mean, you know, she's been on classics. The Baddest Bitch is, is, I think that's her. It may not be her first solo effort, but it's definitely her first solo hit. Um, that's an amazing video. Uh, I want to say Warren Sapp is in that video as her dude. Um, and, you know, back in the day, this is uh, when Visa, was it Visa? Was it MasterCard? One of them was doing, it might have been MasterCard, was doing those commercials where, you know, this cost this and this cost this, but this is priceless. I remember she had that in the video. Like she was showing like diamond earrings cost this much and all of this shit. And, uh, you know, she she wasn't going out like uh, one of these women from like the Wait and They Sell movie. She was going, you know, fuck some shit up, burn some shit up, fuck anybody up. You know, she wasn't going out like that. She the baddest bitch. I used to love that video. I love Trina's voice. Um, but I just, I, man, I don't, I don't see her fucking with Eve. Uh, 
I mean, I feel like uh, uh, me and my partner was talking last night, and I just feel like, you know, once you play the the the, the shit with uh, Gwen Stefani, it's over. I mean, she she she, in my eyes, she's been more successful. Now, her Trina's career has lasted a bit longer than Eve's. Um, Trina is still in there. You know, she's a part of the Love and Hip Hop Miami. She's still putting out music. Uh, um, I don't, I don't watch it, but I did see the snippet where she was going at Trick Daddy. I guess they were supposed to have a uh, like a joint album, and she was doing what she was supposed to do, and he was fucking up. <coughs> and um, you know, she told him shit. She outworked him. You know, she out here doing her thing, and uh, so so I could see it there. I don't know what hit she's had in the past few years. <coughs> I remember when she was a part of that. Uh, she was a part of that that ludicrous. Um, Want to say it was battle with the sexes. I think she's got a she hit, she had a track on that my chick bad remix, which was I think originally just Nicki Minaj, and then it he added on um, shit. He added on Trina. He added on Eve. Uh, uh, um, uh, Diamond from uh, Crime Mob. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I even heard a a story about that song. I believe Shauna was originally on that. Actually, I think that the original concept for the album was Ludacris versus Shauna. Um, instead of it just being a, a bunch of different features for different females, it's supposed to be Ludacris versus Shauna. But anyway, I just don't think Trina got a leg to stand on when it comes to Eve, man. Uh, Eve, man, she's been pumping out hits since she first hit um, um, Rough Riders. Um not to mention, um, if if you remember her earlier, earlier in the game, which I know a lot of people don't, man. I remember this double XL cover um, when Dr. Dre was first. He this isn't when he first started aftermath, but this is definitely like in the like in the stint of aftermath was established and they were establishing artists and. Um, this is before anybody knew Game. Game is on that on that cover. Eve is on that cover. Busta Rhymes is on that cover. Um, and and I, I don't remember if Eminem was on it or not. But this is before, you know, aftermath at Interscope, uh, aftermath at Interscope blew up the way that it was. So, you know, Eve, Eve, um, you know, Eve don't play behind the mic now. You know, uh, she ain't no slouch. Uh, you know, you could put her in the room, and, and this was her her nod in her career. That you could, you could, she the pit bull in the skirt, and you could put her in any room with the dogs, and she gonna be one of them. And uh, I believe that, man. I think Eve is uh, one of the top female artists artists of all time. Period. Um, uh, and I, I I love Trina's voice. Um, I love her on some things, but I, I she's she's not top top tier for me um, when it comes to maybe the top three or five female MCs. I don't even think I would put her on the list. Um, you know, up there with the Kims, Foxy. Um, I'm gonna put Shauna up there. Shauna is my one of my favorites. Uh, very slept on, should have had a, 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 a way better career than what she had and people don't know what she could do. Um, Eve is up there. And of course, uh, I mean, you could throw anybody in there after that. I mean, I'm, I'm just gonna throw I'm gonna throw Missy Elliott in there, um, but you know you can go Lauren. Um, you know it's a couple other uh, female MCs who are just as good. Um, 
and, and but Trina is not in my top five, so I just think Eve is gonna mop the floor up with her, man. Um, but I've been proven wrong before, man. I thought uh, I thought SWV was gonna, I thought they was gonna do a little something with Escape, man. And Escape came out and mopped the floor with their asses. So I, hey, I could be wrong, man. It might be some shit I never heard, you know. But I, off the top of my dome, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking most of the hits that I know Trina for. Um, aren't even her songs, um, you know, uh, Shut Up, uh, Nan Nigga, the, both of those are Trick Daddy tracks, um, the uh, One Minute Man, which was Missy Elliott, you know, featuring, what, like, uh, I think Ludacris is on that, um, she's on there, but I'm just, just off the top of my dome, I don't know a lot of Trina tracks. Now, I remember um, when Rick Ross came out, I remember him being on a, a Trina song. I can't remember what it what, what the name of the song was. I, I didn't like it much, but I just remember the video because that was the video where they had the, the big dude on the beach eating the ice cream and the ice cream fell on the nigga chest and shit, man. I'll never forget that. I thought that shit was hilarious, but that's all I remember. I don't really remember the song being good, but Rick Ross in the beginning of his career, he's in that video. Um, and that's about a, as, as much as I remember about that song. And I think that was one of her solo songs there. And that was years ago, early 2000s. So, um, yeah, I'm going to have to get out with the Eve and, uh, and the Soldier Boy Bow Wow. That happens. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to give it to Bow Wow, man. That's, uh, that's just where I'm at with it. I don't, I don't, I don't think you can contest that. Um, yeah, but we'll see. Uh, I will say this, uh, as far as. The versus battles go. Um, I haven't been a big fan of the versus battles. Um, I, I don't know why. I, I've only watched. I watched the Jeezy and Gucci battle. I think that's the only one where I watched all the way through. Um, and I'm trying to think if I, 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 I've touched on some. You know, like the Teddy Riley baby face. I went up in there a little bit. Left out. Um, the Nelly and Ludacris, I caught like the intro, um, and I left out. Uh, it's just not a big deal, uh, for me personally. I don't care. Um, now if they get like Nas and Hove, I got, you know, I just got to, um, you know, two of my favorite hip hop artists of all time. Uh, but it's going to have to be somebody that I, I really care about. I don't really care about any of these. Um, and to be honest with you, I feel like Eve should be going up against, uh, Foxy or, um, well, I don't even know if Foxy, man. She probably mopped before Foxy, too. Um, at least, at least, uh, Kim. You know what I'm saying? Um, at least Kim. In, in, in my eyes. I don't know, man. Y'all sound off, man. Let me know. JunkieExperience.com, man. Let us know what y'all think about these versus battles. And these, these in particular, man. Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow and, uh, Trina versus Eve. Um, Moving right along, though, man, uh, we're going to go into these NBA playoffs. And before I get into the standings, it's a game going on right now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, yeah, the Bucks and the Nets are currently playing right now. Game four, uh, Nets up 2-1. to one. But uh, before I even get into, you know, where we at right now in the playoffs, man, uh, a lot of talk about uh, LeBron James and the Lakers. Uh, this is LeBron James's first time being uh, eliminated in uh, – round one of a playoff series um and uh it's been a lot of negative talk about it and i can understand the negative talk especially from those who don't like lebron james 
Um, just as much as, as people say he has a lot of fans, um, most of the time all I hear is a lot of haters. Um, a lot of people who don't like him, they say he cried too much, he complained too much, which, um, man, I could pick. We, we could talk about any any players who complain a lot, you know, um, and, and I have my top, my top pick for those guys, but um, – I don't understand how it's negative talk about a a, a, a a basketball player who has been in this game as long as LeBron James has been in this game. And this is the first time we've seen him exit the playoffs in a uh, round one elimination. Um, in my eyes, and, and maybe I'm looking at this from uh, the perspective of a parent who would want to see his child succeed. Um, because that's the first thing I'd be thinking about, you know, even you think about uh, achievements in, in whatever your field is. To say in, what is this, year 18 of LeBron James's career that he is just now going out in round one of a playoffs, I think is an amazing achievement. Um, because we've seen this man for eight straight seasons go to a finals um now you can say oh you know he did that in the east but every time somebody says that the 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 east is weak or you know the east isn't as um the east isn't as uh, uh, uh hard or competitive as the west I try to figure out what damn team y'all people played for in the East, the easy East. The East so damn easy, but your ass couldn't make it to the NBA. You you couldn't make it to the, the lesser of the teams in the East. But we put all this pressure on the East like they ain't shit. It's still the NBA, folks. It's still the NBA, whether it's on the East or the West. If, if, it, if it's on the East and it's so easy, why your ass couldn't make it? Why you ain't dunking no basketballs in the NBA if it's so goddamn easy? Uh, I just think it's so crazy to hear shit like that. Um, but you know, that's the name of the, it's the nature of the game. You know, people who have never played basketball in their lives, people who have never played on the elite level, um, people who have never won anything, uh, always have something to say about greats and champions, what they would have done differently. Um, and, and, I, and I think it's, I think it's uh, quite ridiculous um, because a lot of times, a lot of that negative talk um, uh, that you hear about comes from motherfuckers who ain't never done shit. Um, yeah, I, I, I just, um, I don't understand. And I had to say that first because, you know, I fuck with LeBron, man. Jordan, Jordan is my GOAT. You know what I'm saying? Jordan is my GOAT. But I love watching guys like uh, LeBron James. You know, everybody was mad at LeBron James for going to Miami uh, and picking, you know, uh, 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 what he wanted to do in his career because he wanted to win a championship. Meanwhile, I like to remind people, anybody who ever played basketball, whether you play, you know, on the court by your crib or if you play AAU or high school ball, you wasn't out there trying to pick the lesser of the guys on the court. You went out there looking for the niggas who was going to give you their best shot. The tall dude who could dunk the ball. The short nigga who could out-dribble motherfuckers. The shooter who gonna give you eight points on the court. You feel me? 
And if you play AAU, you know just like I know. Anybody that was hard that you could recruit from another nigga team, you was going to do it. So I don't see LeBron James as any different than any other player I'd have ever seen anywhere else. We hear about all these guys from back in the day trying to get somebody to come play for them at day college. That's what you do. LeBron chose to go to Miami. He chose his own path. And another great thing about that is he is showing players now, even players in college, that you don't have to do what everybody wants you to do. You can pick and choose your own destiny. Have the courage to, to go outside of the box and do what you want to do. You know, choose your path. You understand what I'm saying? Everybody doesn't have to be Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and, and stay in those places um, uh, 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 where they're not wanted. You know, uh, LeBron had a pass with the owner of the Cavaliers, man, and uh, you can even see it in the in the letter of his exit. He didn't have any respect for LeBron James, but everybody wanted LeBron to stay in Cleveland. For fucking what? Come on, folks. Come on. Think about, put yourself in that man's shoes. Would you have wanted to stay your ass in Cleveland and not win nothing, not do shit? Or, or, or if you had the ability um, and the courage to get the fuck out of there and do what you wanted to do, would you have chosen that same path? Um, and, and me personally, man, I would have went somewhere where I could motherfucking win. Um, I'm not mad at uh, KD either. Um, now, I think he a coward for always stating that, you know, Le LeBron is the is the one that showed him. I think that's a bitch move. Uh, motherfucker, if you just want to go, just say, hey, I wanted to leave, and that's it. You know, that's it. I'm I'm glad he went to, to the Nets, and, and Kyrie is there, and, and, and James Harden is there. I love shit like that. I want to see all the elite players come together. And for you guys who can't win because the elite players are together, it just means to me that you need to become an elite player. You know, take a nod from the ones they say is the GOAT. Take a nod from Black Mamba. Black Mamba said he lost the game. He went and shot 40,000 shots. Go get your game up. Um, but going into the standards of the playoffs uh, after all of this, I think right now what we're looking at, we're looking at, uh, we're looking at the Sixers and the Hawks. Uh, the game for us tomorrow at 7.30. Um, uh, this is the uh, semi-conference right now. To see who's going to the Eastern Conference. The Sixers are leading the Hawks 2-1. to one. Uh, Let me just say this. Uh, after game one, uh, the Hawks kind of fell apart um, at the end of the third and the rest of the fourth quarter. They still pulled off the win. Um, they're doing that same shit the Falcons do where they just, they're just not playing second-half ball. I don't know if it's because, you know, they feel like they see the writings on the wall. Um, and they know they got it in the bag, um, overconfident. I don't know what it is, um, but I think if we can get the Hawks to play that first half ball in the second half, let's play it the whole game. If they can keep their heads up and not they, – that they, they, game one, man, they started to break away from each other. Um, they were making, like, uh, small mistakes. But those small – excuse me. Those small mistakes was costing them big time. Um, little silly turnovers, you know what I mean? Uh, crazy shots instead of taking that time uh, on offense coming down. Um, because I don't think, I, I don't think, I think the Hawks could have swept the Sixers, in my opinion. I think they could have swept them and, and, and it'd have been over tomorrow night. Uh, but they got a fight on their hands. Um, 
you know, and we'll, and we'll see the outcome. Um, I had Hawks in five. Um, it's 2-1 right now, so obviously we're not getting that. But I'm hopeful, and I think the, I think the, the, the Hawks will be seeing the, uh, the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. Um, that's where I'm at with that. Um, going over to the other semis in the East, uh, we got the Bucks and the Nets. Uh, that game is actually currently on now, quarter two. Uh, the Nets got the uh, the Bucks by eight points, thirty-one to twenty-three. Nets lead the series two to one. Um, uh, to be honest with you, man, you know they say Giannis is soft. Uh, I, listen. When he go to the hole, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is soft. Because that, that boy be looking hard. He look hard. He look strong. I just think that the Nets are a better team. You know, they got some shooters. I mean, they got three guys who together could drop probably. I mean, we done seen them drop 80 already, man. They could probably drop 90. 90 to 100. I, I just don't. I don't see anybody competing with these guys when these guys are serious. Now, they could falter the same way that any other team could falter, which is, you know, early excitement. Um, anybody who's ever played any kind of sports or anybody who's, who's, who's competitive in any way, man, you know that, you know, when you celebrate early and you come outside your game, that's when, that's when the other team can take over. And that's in anything you do. Uh, I've seen it countless times. I know I'm one of them guys where, you know, you just look up and you know you're going to win, and then you don't. And it happens a lot, man. Um, I, I I could definitely see that happening. But as long as they, I mean, they can stay at 75% right now, and I think they got this shit in the bag. I think today um, it's a win, and then in a few days it's Eastern Conference. That's I mean, that's just how I see it. Um Moving over to the West, man, uh, the Jazz and the Clippers. Um, I think Jazz won game three. I think I want to say, well, no. No, Clippers won game three. So Jazz went up two, and then the Clippers just won one. Um, I don't know how to call it. Um, I think it – I just think that the Jazz look really good. They look really good. Now, they got their ass blown out um, um, last night. Um, I watched it. They got their ass whooped. Uh, but I think the Jazz can pull this one off. Um, I'm going to go as far as to say that the next two games they're going to win is over. I think I think that's – you know, sometimes you just need to kick in your ass so you know what time it is. And uh, I think they lost sight. And, 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 and it was pretty close for a while. To they, they, it feel like they just let this shit go in the end. And uh, I, I still think they can pull it off. They can pull it off. I, I don't think they have. Next two games, we're going to the Western Conference. That's it. Um, and then, of course, the Suns are fucking destroying the Nuggets, man. Uh, it's 3-0. Uh, game come on tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, tomorrow morning when this podcast goes up, I just expect them to already be going to the, uh, to the conference finals, man. The Suns look great i mean they look amazing um i mean the way they took them lakers out man uh, i hate to say it man them boys look amazing and 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 i'm gonna just say this that year i think that was the first year chris paul went to houston maybe 
I don't remember, but that year they played um, Golden State. Um, if Chris Paul didn't get hurt, I think I think uh, I think the, I think Houston would have beat him. I think they would have beat him. And uh, you know they say when you play your friends in anything competitive, when you play your friends and you can take your friends out, you in a whole nother mode. And Chris Paul came out to play, and he helped to to take out LeBron, which is one of his best friends, man. And I just think he in he in killer mode right now. Um, and and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I think the Suns, the Suns might be the ones to beat. The Suns might be going to the finals, man, for the first time in I don't know how long. What, 96? 90. 97, 96, 94, one of them. The Suns ain't been there in a long time, man. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think it might end up being Suns, Jazz. And, and Jazz are going to put up a, a great fight. But I think right now the Suns are in beast mode. Them boys is in Ultra Instinct, Super Saiyan, and... uh. They can't be fucked with. Um, you know, if if the Suns if the Suns can get out of the West to the finals, I think the finals are gonna be a battle. I think the, I think that's the only battle the Nets got. Um, because it's something different about these boys, man. They look they just look good, man. They hungry, man. And they ain't taking no shit. I love that, man. I hate they took my Lakers out. I, I well, I can't say my Lakers. I can't. I, I hate they took LeBron out. But when you see that fire in somebody's eyes, man, you, I just love that shit, man. Whoever it is, you know what I mean. And 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 right now, out of all these teams left um, in the playoffs, I think they just got that fire, and they look amazing. Um, and, and, and you could tell even in the way they celebrate, man. It's it's camaraderie of, 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 of players. You know what I mean? Um, and that's a, that's a good group. I think that I think they're the most underdog out of everybody right now. Um, even the Hawks, even the Hawks. I think I think the Suns are the underdog. So, you know, we'll see how this thing plays out, man. Um, you know, let us know your predictions, man. You know, hit us up, hit me up, Smackavelli on, on on Facebook. Let me know what you think about these playoffs, man. Who you got? Who you got in the end, and who you got winning it all? Who you got getting the championship? You think KD gonna get that next ring in Brooklyn in a, in, a, in about a month? Let us know, man. I want to know what y'all think, man. Uh, but moving right along to these uh, these new trailers, um, I, I I've been very excited, and I don't know how excited anybody else is, but I am very excited about. Um, Space Jam A New Legacy um, I fuck with LeBron James uh, I even fuck with I think I think um, I think LeBron was funny In that uh, Amy Schumer movie uh, I didn't watch all of it But I seen his parts You know it, It's not You know It ain't no Oscar winning performance But I, I thought he was very funny And that He was in something else I seen And he's done some You know Some little pranks And shit I've seen before And I think he's I think he's funny um, I, I'm just feeling the whole Space Jam vibe. I like the New Jersey. 
I like the shoes he got on with it. I'm feeling uh I'm feeling like uh the uh what they showed in the in the new trailer. Um and I think we hit on this last time or at least I hit on this last time we talked about Space Jam a new legacy was that it looked like they were going to be some type of CGI, right? In this trailer here, they actually showed the CGI. Uh, now, I don't know exactly what happens, but we see that something happens with the Toon Squad, and they start to transform from their animated form to like a CGI form. Um, um, and they show like, you know, Lola. Lola looked a little weird, I'll be honest. Uh, they show Bugs, who look great. Uh, Daffy Duck look great. Um, they show Roadrunner. Um, they show Wally Coyote. Um, they show Tweety Bird, too. Um, they didn't show everybody, but they, they definitely showed them. Um, and and I, I just think it looks great. The CGI looks great. Um, and I'm feeling the story. Uh, Don Cheeto uh, is the main villain. Um, I'm, 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 I'm fucking with the story. Um... And I, I just can't wait to see it, man. Um, I really want to get my hands on the whole jersey. I remember I was a kid when Space Jam came out, and I wanted me a Toon Squad jersey so bad. Even when people like, uh, you know, I remember when Fabulous, I forget what video it was, when he had the Toon Squad jersey. And uh, I wanted one in. I think that was like 2001, 2002, something like that. Um, I was in high school. Um, I really want to get my hand on one of these fucking jerseys. Like, even if I don't get the shoes, I would love the shoes too. But I, I really want a jersey. I'll take the shorts too. Um, so LeBron, if you if you ever hear this podcast, man, you know, size 14 is the shoe. And uh I don't even give a damn what size jersey you saying. And I got a bunch of kids, so we can take some kids' jerseys. That just give me the jersey, LeBron. I love you. I don't never hate on you. Just send me my jersey, man. Um, I appreciate it. Uh can't wait to see that. Um I think that opens uh July. 16th in theaters and also on hbo max uh, can't wait for that one also uh on netflix netflix finally revealed their uh masters of the universe trailer i checked that out last night um i was a big he-man fan if you don't know what masters of the universe is i was a big he-man fan when i was a kid um he-man with the big motherfucking muscles and you could take the toy and kind of press it down on his abs and shit big huge fan of that i was also a thundercat fan uh, but I ain't going to get into that. Uh, but um, this uh, particular animation uh, is is um, it's coming from the same creators who did the Masters of the Universe reboot cartoon that came out. I want to say it came out 2003 on uh, Cartoon Network. Uh, and, 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 and though it looks a, a bit better, you can tell that it's, it's the, the artist is the same. Um, when you watch this trailer for Masters of the Universe. Um, now, the problem with that one for me, back in the day, because I only watched a few episodes and I was done, it was a bit too comedic for me. Um, I don't like my animations with too much uh, comedy. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like it too much. Um, a little bit of, of humor is fine, but it was too much humor, too much comedy for me. Um, that was the problem. I'd rather get into the story. I love a good story, you know, backstory about, you know, where He-Man's powers come from and things of that nature. Um, I would love to get into that. And just looking at the trailer, it seems like that that's the route that they're going. Um, I read a little bit about it months ago um, where we're going to get a, a true origin for Skeletor. 
we'll get to see his character before he becomes, you know, who we all know as Skeletor as well. Um, and uh, I think we'll get a, a, a backstory of Eternia, uh, which where, where all of this takes place. Um, so it, it just seems like they're gonna they're gonna be doing a lot with this universe. Also, uh, if you're a Netflix animation goer, you know that they're doing uh, or they have been doing the Shira animation. <clears throat> and that's been going on, if I'm not mistaken, for about two or three seasons. Um, uh, pretty successful. Um, so uh, there are other stories <clears throat> out of this universe that uh, that they have been talking about doing. I don't know enough about this universe to be able to tell you what route they should go next. Um, but uh, I'm here for it. Uh, I love a great story, and He-Man is like one of the, you know, all-time greats from back in the day. If you remember those cartoons, He-Man and Thundercats and Silverhawks and, uh, you know, uh, cartoons like that, man, they were some of the some of the greatest. So, you know, we could get some update versions with some better stories, man. I'm all for it. Um, <coughs> I want to say Masters of the Universe comes out next week next Friday if I'm not mistaken but um, just be on the lookout for that if you're into that type of thing I know I am and that's why we're talking about it because I'm by myself and I can talk about what I want um, moving right along man I wanted to get on and touch on my guy uh, Jonathan Majors Jonathan Majors as you know played uh, Tick on uh, Lovecraft Country um, and I was reading um, about him earlier because also he's playing uh, Kane the Conqueror uh, in the uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium, which we're actually going to touch on a little bit later. Um, he is uh, supposed to play um, the adversary of Adonis Creed um, in Creed 3. Now, I don't think they have anything set in stone. I don't think any, uh, any contracts have been signed or anything like that. Um, but this is just strictly a rumor. Um, but uh, it is a very good rumor for me because I loved his acting in Lovecraft Country. I didn't get a chance to uh, check out um, uh, 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 The Five Bloods, uh, which was uh, Spike Lee's film on Netflix, um, uh, which also starred uh, Chad with Bozeman. Um, I didn't get the chance to check out that. I have seen him in very small roles before on television. Um, uh, the, the, the biggest thing that I seen him in was, was of course Lovecraft Country and I thought he was phenomenal man uh, I mean I loved everybody in that, in, the, in, that, in that show but man his performance uh, was by far the reason why I was watching that show um, he was just amazing so you know to hear that he's in Creed 3 let me tell you something I wasn't a huge Rocky fan as a kid, but I love like, uh, what was that, Rocky Five with the Russian? Is that Rocky Five? Nah, that might not have been Rocky. That might have been three, three or four. I don't remember. Uh, but that, if he dies, he dies. Man, that's like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how many times I've seen that movie, but I watched that movie a lot. You know what I'm saying? So, seeing, and I, I hadn't heard about Michael B. Jordan doing, a, doing Creed before I seen the trailer. I just seen some shit that said Creed, and I automatically was like, 
like Rocky? And I thought that it was like a, it was going to be like a, a origin. Um, I didn't know it was going to be, he was the son, right? So my first time even hearing, this is like during the time when um, I didn't have cable or internet at the time. Uh, we was kind of struggling over here, man. So I wasn't hearing a lot about anything. Um, um, I remember even during that time that uh, uh, it, it was around the time where they revealed that Spider-Man was in Captain America Civil War. Um, and But that was like the second trailer. And that was my first time seeing it, you know. So this is like seeing the Creed trailer for me was like the same thing. And I seen the trailer and was like, oh, my God, I got to I got to see this. You know, I woke up early that morning um, when it came out, day, the day it came out. And I, I, I think in my, it started at 10 a.m. I was at the movies at 10 a.m. excited. I think it was like three of us in there. Um, and it was an amazing film. I was very excited about it. And then, you know, off of that, I was very excited about the sequel. Um, I was wondering which way they would go with this film. You know, uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is like Michael B. Jordan's directorial uh, uh, debut, you know. Um, and I, I, I think, uh, I think uh, Ryan Coogler's brother is attached uh, for writing the film. And I was just wondering which way they could go this time um, because they've already played the Drogo card, um, which I, I thought eventually if they if they could go there, they would. I didn't think they would do it in the second film, but, you know, we got it. I, I thought it was great. Um, and I don't, I don't know which way they're going to go with this, but just seeing that he may be attached to this thing, I'm already a go, man. Uh, he's a, he's a, he's a great, he's a great actor. Um, and uh, just uh, looking at him in Lovecraft Country, man, he's got the body for this type of shit. So he, he's probably going to be amazing, I would think. Um, and, and um, you know, it'll be a great way for them to, you know, continue this story, man. I hope it's five, six, seven of these films. I know some people say they're tired of it already, man. But I, me in particular, man, I love the story, man. I think uh, I think the story's great. Um, and I can't wait to see what they do with this thing, man. Um Moving right along, man, uh, junkieexperience.com, you'll see it's a story up about Issa Rae. Issa Rae and uh, 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 becoming the uh, uh, Jessica Drew Spider-Woman, or the voice of Jessica Drew Spider-Woman in Into the Spider-Verse 2. Um, Into the Spider-Verse 1 was a, was a great animated movie. I think it won an Oscar for its visuals, if I'm not mistaken. Um, some some uh, amazing voice acting. Um, the story was great. Uh, it, it was based on the uh, Spider Verse comic books, where we seen you know Peter Parker um, uh, going to different realities um, to help save other Spider Men and women in different realities who are being chased um, by this uh, villain group. Um, he got a chance to you know meet Miles Morales, Spider Man, which is one of my my favorite Spider Man right now. Um, Spider Pig, Noir Spider Man, um, things of that nature, and, and all of these, uh, the Gwen, uh, Spider Gwen, all of these characters make a appearance in the first film. Um, but in the first film, we got to see that there's different, even more realities out there. Um, now Jessica Drew in Marvel Six One Six, which is the main Marvel universe in the comics, 
she's a part of the 616, meaning that the Peter Parker that everyone knows, um, she's a part of that universe that he's from. She's not from an alternate reality. Um, so I'm wondering if maybe this Jessica Drew will be a different rendition of Jessica Drew and maybe she'll be um, a black woman from a different a universe, which which is pretty cool to me. Um, Jessica Drew, if you ever seen her, she does the uh, the uh, yellow and orange spider suit with the webs underneath the uh, the arm. Um, pretty cool. If I'm not mistaken, I'm just going off the top of my head. Uh, Jessica Drew got her powers from her father. Her father was a scientist. If I'm not mistaken, she was dying and he injected some kind of experimental drug in her. And that experimental drug um, either had blood from different spiders or it was venom from different spiders. And I can't remember which one it is. Um, and I want to say Jessica Drew's character was on uh, that old Spider-Man ca cartoon, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. I know it started off or it ended with Firestorm, but somewhere in there, Jessica Drew was one of the friends. Um, um, that's a part of the group with uh, Spider-Man and Iceman. Uh, I used to watch that when I was a kid, the reruns. Uh, it's pretty good when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I think... I, 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 don't, I can't remember anything I've seen... Issa Rae in uh, voice acting wise but you know looking at her in interviews watching her in different movies and shows she has that um, that charismatic energy that you would like to see um, from a voice actor usually those type of people with that type of energy are amazing voice actors um, so I would imagine that she's just going to do a great job um she does such a great job at everything else. Um, now, um, I'm gonna keep it real. Uh, I would love to just see her in something live action with Marvel. I want to see everybody, <laughs> you know, live action with Marvel. But I think that that'd be pretty cool. I read somewhere um, real quick before I was uh, I was jotting this down to do this that she she said she had been a Spider Man fan since third grade. Which always gets me excited because anytime an actor um, already kind of knows about um, the character, um, I think it's better because those actors can ask questions and ask them to add little tidbits, man. So, you know, hopefully she puts her mark on this character. I'm sure she will, you know, with her energy. Um, and, and, it's, and it's probably going to be a great film. The first film was great. I took my older kids to go see it. We enjoyed ourselves. Uh, the, the soundtrack was amazing. It had great music throughout the film. Um, it was just a great time, man. Um, just what you would expect from, you know, seeing a, a, a Spider-Man flick, you know, a show or a movie about, a you know, a young kid with powers. But uh, going from that Spider-Man news to some No Way Home Spider-Man news was really just some leaks rumors that i think to be true um a lot of people have been speculating about this sinister six um coming into this next uh spider-man movie um as you know we're gonna get into loki if you watch the wonder series on disney plus we know that um, and, and even in, in in listening to the titles of the movies we know they're doing um you know reality altering films and shows 
this Spider-Man No Way Home, um, it will be no different. No Way Home seeming like it could be that Peter Parker is trapped in the multiverse. Where in the multiverse, we do not know exactly, but people have been speculating that, you know, Andrew Garfield's universe, which is the Amazing Spider-Man universe, which is the last Spider-Man uh, duo of films, and uh, just uh, Spider-Man before that with Tobey Maguire, those trilogy of films, those could be two different realities, which I'm sure they are two different realities that um, he could come in contact with in these films. Um, we know that uh, Jamie Foxx's Electro will be in the films, which is from the Amazing Spider-Man films. But also, um, uh, there was an interview with um, there was an interview with uh, the guy who did um, Spider-Man Two. He played Doctor Octavius in Spider-Man Two. Um, he uh, did a um, Alfred Molina. He did an interview with I want to say the Hollywood Reporter talking about doing the Spider-Man film. Um, I cannot find that article anymore. This is from weeks ago. Um, it was either the Hollywood Reporter or it might have been Variety. I usually touch both of those. Um, so it was either or. But he talked about actually being in the film. He didn't go in depth. But just them saying that he is a part of this film and you having Jamie Foxx's Electro a part of the film um, you start to piece together that they're probably going to do a Sinister Six, which they could definitely do. Um, which way they're going to go with that, we don't know. Because Sony owns the rights to Spider-Man. We know they're doing some kind of like Venom-verse type thing. Um, you know, the new Venom movie, I have Carnage. Um, they've been doing like different nods to, you know, reality warping. And uh, I think they said it was confirmed that Kevin Feige said that ongoing Spider-Man will be able to become or be be able to be a part of the MCU. Now, how that's going to work, I don't know. We didn't actually hear him say it. Um, but that can open the door to like so many things. And hopefully it's, it's, it's true. Um, people have showed like uh, set photos of Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire um, along with Tom Holland's Spider-Man. Um, there are also uh, rumors on the script being leaked. Um, someone said last week that they had seen about um, an hour of the film already. Um, but when you listen to all of the leaks and it, with this person pieced together, it just sounds like they took everything that everyone had already said and put it into one. So you got to kind of take it with a grain of salt. I'm very excited. Very excited. Um, Spider-Man is one of my favorite characters of all time. And now Miles Morales is one of my favorite characters. You know, he's a black and uh, I want to say he's black and Puerto Rican. If I'm not mistaken. Father being a black um, police officer. His mother is a well, depend on what universe you're saying, but she's like a Puerto Rican uh, politician. I think she's running for like mayor. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited for that. Um, also, um, this past week we got a uh, featurette for the Black Widow film. Um, and in the featurette, they show they show different things. It's it's, it's nothing. 
it's nothing different that you haven't already seen. It's, it's just like little small clips, maybe like two or three seconds of, you know, them fighting or or them having a conversation. They did show, um, if you remember the original two trailers, they show when Natasha Romanoff's character comes in contact with her sister and they're pointing the guns at each other, walking into, look like they're walking into a dining room or her sister's walking in, her sister's standing in the dining room pointing the gun and she's walking into the dining room. Um, uh, there's a clip, it's about a minute long, where they show at this point in that trailer where they show that, they're actually getting ready to be attacked by uh, women that are in the Black Widow program. Um, one, one girl in particular begins chase um, and she's chasing both of them on the rooftops of whatever building they're in. And when they get to the end of this trailer, the girl slips and falls off. And it looks like she probably died or at least hurt herself badly. And it, it, it cuts off from there. But um, what I thought was interesting about the featurette is that the um, the director of the movie said that, um, you know, the people who've already seen the film um, in early screenings are comparing Black Widow to one of my uh, well, it was my number one film before Infinity War and Endgame. Uh, it was comparing it to Captain America and the Winter Soldier, uh, which I think is, like I said, it's top three for me. It would have been number one, but I think I put Infinity War and Endgame over over that particular film. But yeah, uh, that 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 movie there has some of the best action, especially the scene with uh, the Winter Soldier and Cap meeting for the first time, and uh, that fight. That knife fight um, in the middle of the street was amazing. Um, the espionage, I love films like that. You know, you could take, it, you know, it had that, um, it had that uh, clear and present danger type vibe to the film. You know, those old espionage type films, you know, Mission Impossible 1, you know, who did it type thing. You know, who's the true culprit type thing, man. It was very good. Um, and I love films like that. So Captain America and the Winter Soldier was one of my favorites. Um, so for them to be, you know, comparing this this film to to that, um, it's, it's got me pretty excited. Um, I'm, I'm ready to watch that. Um, now I'm playing with the idea, and, and Elle would love this shit. I'm playing with the idea to get my ass up and going to the theater, man, um, because I just love Marvel films. I'm a, I'm a comic book geek at heart. Um, I, I read these comic books on the regular, um, and I don't even really read anymore. I'm more of an audible guy now, and uh, I, I still read comic books. And um, I, I, I may just take my ass to the movies so I can take this in, you know, the way I love taking it in, man. Uh, pause. Um, I love my 4K TV. I spend a, a, a nice little penny on it. And um, I don't think it gets any better than that TV. Especially now with the Series X that I have. And I can watch these things at uh, 4K um, 60 frames. Which, I mean, it just it just looks amazing is what I'll say. I calibrate my TVs and everything. But it's just something about being at a movie theater, man. It's just something about it. Um, that is one of my pastimes when I want to get out the house. You know, I don't go out to the club. I don't go out drinking or anything like that. Um, my go-to by myself, or if I want to take the kids, I, I've been taking the kids. Well, I was 
taking the kids before the pandemic. I think the last thing we seen in the theaters, uh, me and my older kids and my mom, uh, we went to go see Bad Boys 3. I just like the atmosphere, man. You know, the smell of the popcorn, you know, being in them seats on that, on that large screen, you know, the sound. I mean, it just don't get no better than that. And I, I, I've been thinking about it and, 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 and I may have to do it. Um, I don't know if I will, but, but, um, because I know my son's going to want to experience that with me. Um, he like watching shit with me, so I don't want to take that away from him. Uh, and that boy fall asleep in the movie. You don't look, I done took that boy to go see some good shit and his ass be sleeping there. So I don't know if I'm spending some money for him to go to fuck to sleep. We might just have to watch that at the crib. I mean, I'm going to end up spending $30 regardless. I might as well just get it from Disney+. Plus. That's the way I see it. Um, it ain't even about being cheap, but it's just... I think you get it for 30 days. I can watch it as many times as I want to. I really like that. I really like that. I really like the, the, the fact that I can watch it as many times as I want before it expires. I just love that. I'm going to buy it anyway. I have every MCU in my collection. I'm thinking about buying the series, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, just because I, I just like having this huge collection. I got almost 400 um, digital uh, movies. I got, I mean, I got them, I got them all. I mean, they range anywhere from Bridges of Madison County all the way to fucking whatever the latest MCU movie was. I forgot what I bought last, but I just love the movie. So I, I don't know. Maybe I'll, I, maybe I'll go experience it like that. Um, Maybe I won't. Um, sound off. Um, like I said, you can hit me up at Smackavelli um, on Facebook. You know, you can log on to uh, uh, JunkieExperience.com, man, and let me know how y'all feel, man. How y'all feel about these, these going to the movies and, and going to see some of these things? Because uh, I also kind of see myself going to see Space Jam, A New Legacy in theaters um, because I'm so excited um, just to see the film. Um but y'all let me know how y'all feel about it. I would love to hear about that, man. And uh, uh, moving right along, man. Um, I think first I'm going to get into this. Um, I'm going to get into this Superman and Lois, the latest episode. Um, and and let me just say this off, off the bat. Um, I didn't know I missed as many episodes as I did. I ended up watching three, three episodes. And I watched the latest episode this morning. Um... Superman and Lois is amazing. I mean, say what you will about cheesy CW shows. Um, I can understand with The Flash. I just, it's so hard for me to get back into it. And I love The Flash. Um, the Flash took me out of Arrow. And I loved Arrow at first as well. Um, but I think Superman and Lois, I mean, the tone of the show is just different from any tone that any of these CW shows has had. And it's just, um, I just think the character development and, and development in the show was amazing. Um, and for me, one of my biggest things with any of these superhero movies and shows <coughs> is that they forget to capture the essence of that human side of the character. Uh, for example, Superman is... Superman is, at, at essence, at heart, in his soul, Superman is Clark Kent. 
you know, that's what the real story is about. We all know what Superman can do. You know, you know Superman is coming out of this thing winning, right? And I think that the essence of the character is embedded in Clark Kent. Because at the end of the day, Clark Kent is not a human being. Clark Kent is an alien from the planet Krypton. Clark Kent is a, is, isn't even his name. That is his Earth name. But his real name is kal But he wants to be the most American and the most... He wants to be the most human human being that has ever been. And I think that's where the real story comes in. Because when you get to see him in his element and you understand how hard he tries um, to fit in to normal society, it gives you an even better outlook on Superman. You understand why he does the things that he does. Um, and, and, and in the show, they show how strong Superman is, whether it's him standing in Metropolis or, excuse me, Smallville and hearing a bank robbery, robbery going on in Mexico. We, we get to understand even through um, even through what his son experiences with his newfound powers where he had to wear, you know, headphones so he couldn't hear the whole world. Or he sneezed and, you know, he's got ice breath that he can't control. Um, it just so it just sheds a different light on the character. And um, I, I won't even go into spoilers. I'll just say the way that they ended the show, even though we don't know who this character really is. It's opening up the doors for a lot of things in the show. Um, especially when it came to the uh, the stranger um, and, and, and us now knowing that he took on the name that he took on. Uh, if you look up some things from the show, you'll be, you'll be very surprised. Uh, it, it seem, it's, it's seeming to, 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 to go into a great place. I love the space that they're in right now. Um, something that I noticed uh, on, on, on these last few episodes is that, you know, for everything that Jonathan is for his his father, you know, he's, you know, both of his kids are half Kryptonian, but only one of his kids has powers. And um, I, I guess I wasn't paying attention to it at first, but now you get to see that, you know, one kid is for Lois, who doesn't have powers, but has her brain seem like. And then the other kid is, you know, for, for Superman, you know, somebody that he can teach. And, and, I, and, I, and I like that dynamic because I think that is going to be the way that those two interact. Like their parents, maybe he's the brain and his brother is the brawn. It's, it's looking like that's the way they're going to shape it. And, and that's, and that's going to be good to see. That's going to be nice to see in the show. I'm ready to see where they take it. I still think that the brother is going to end up being a villain. Um, maybe not of his own will. Um, but you know, the, the way they're taking things and, 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 uh, uh, the way they're doing things, um, in, in Smallville, he may end up in the next few episodes coming out with some powers of his own. Um, 
and if you see the episode, you know you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I think I think that's what's about to end up happening. I predicted that he was going to be a villain fighting his brother in the beginning, and I think I think we're starting to see that that just might happen. That just might happen, man. Um, so I'm excited to see where they go with, you know, where they go with these things with this with this show. This show is amazing. Um, right now, it's my favorite CW show. I don't, I don't watch anything else. But uh, I think it's better than what The Flash was even in the beginning. And I love Flash in the beginning. So check out Superman and Lois. Um, it's a great watch, man. You can even watch this with your kids. Um, and we're going to keep it going to this uh, Wednesday. Uh, they premiered on Disney Plus, the uh, the Loki series. Um, if you're a big Marvel fan, um, then you know that uh, Loki has been basically embedded as one of the main villains in the MCU since the beginning. Um, him being a, the, 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 the villain in Thor and then turning around and him being the big bad villain in, in, in the first Avengers movie. Um, we've seen different aspects of the character in this reality anyway. But now in this series, um, Loki takes place right where Endgame left off for the character. Um, and if you remember in the scene where they're doing the time heist, um, Hulk, Cap, Iron Man, Ant-Man go back to 2012 during the, uh, during the, uh, the, 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 the battle of New York, uh, where Loki and Thanos' army is attacking New York. And, um, when they went back in time for the time heist, they were going to get the Tesseract. And I don't remember exactly what happened, but they ended up losing the Tesseract. Um, Ant-Man knocked the case out of Iron Man's hands when he uh, started to give him like a little heart attack. I think he went into cardiac arrest. Um, he let his guard down. Ant-Man kicked the case out of his hand. And then it rolled to Loki's Loki of that universe. This is an alternate reality now. Loki in that universe's feet. Loki bent down. He picked up the Tesseract. And he opened up a wormhole. And he disappeared. Right? Well, that wormhole led him to some desolate planet. It looked like it was just dust and sand. He was there. And as soon as he gets there, uh, he's immediately confronted by the uh, the uh, the TVA um, the TVA uh, being the uh, the time uh, variance authority which basically what they do um, the little that I know about I don't know a lot about them they monitor realities um of course, they monitor time, but but basically their main thing is monitoring different realities, just to make sure things are going in the way that they're supposed to go. Basically, um, they take him to their headquarters, basically, and at the headquarters, uh, you know, a lot a lot of things happen, and I won't go into everything that happens, um, but. Um, what I did want to touch on is I wanted to touch on 
two things. The first thing is Loki sees um, Infinity Stones from what I'm guessing are different realities because it was a bunch of red, bunch of blues. It was it was multiple. In the headquarters, these things don't work as they should. Um, because when you see the stones, they're not glowing. You know, so which tells me that it, something, and I don't know what, something there is rendering these stones useless, right? And it just, that in itself opens so many doors because depending on how you think about it, in my mind, the only reason why you would have these stones is if these stones weren't, um, or if these stones come from places that do not exist anymore, why would you have the stones? You feel me? Like, there's no, if, if, if these places still existed, then there would be no reason to have the stones. Those stones would still be in their reality. But for whatever reason, y'all have the stones, so these places, these places must not exist. And if these places don't exist, what happened, right? Because watching Endgame, we know from what um, um, from what was what was told to the Incredible Hulk um, when he went to go get I think he went to go get the Time Stone um, from the Ancient One. The Ancient One let us know that all realities have Infinity Stones, and those Infinity Stones are there, you know, to help that particular reality. So that reality must not if they if 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 the TVA are there to control or, or manipulate or to make sure that nothing happens in these different realities, these realities must have been destroyed. Um, which which takes me to the next thing I want to touch on, which is uh, while Loki is waiting to go on trial, he watches a video, um, and it's an it's an animated video. Um, and this particular video is um, uh, uh, talking about what it is the TVA does, right? And it's a video that's done by Miss Minutes. Miss um, Minutes is, is voiced by uh, Tara Strong. If you know Tara Strong, she done voiced all kind of different characters. She's been on the old Rugrats cartoon you know, Batgirl in the Batman, uh, Superman adventures. Uh, she's been, um, 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 uh, um, Firestar on the, uh, Teen Titans. I mean, she's done so many iconic voices in, in animation. I just want to throw that out there. Um, but she, she's voicing Miss Menace and Miss Menace is telling this story, um, about the TVA. Uh, they hit on the fact that you know, sometimes somebody may go out of pocket and change something in time. Um, for example, them going back to get the Infinity Stones from what is now the alternate reality because they, you know, they created a time uh, paradox um, when they went back in time. Uh, and them doing that, Miss Minute said that they could do that in multiple realities, not just one, right? And it's their job to clean that up, right? So they said when when Loki goes up to see the judge, the judge tells him 
that whatever the Avengers did was supposed to happen. So we know they didn't, apparently, or maybe they did, we don't know yet. But from what she's saying, they didn't fuck anything up when they went back in time. That was that was already set in stone. It was supposed to happen. No problem. Um, but obviously, something did happen. Now, did it happen when they all went back in time? Did something happen when Cap went back? Like what? Or or did all of this happen when Loki picked up the Tesseract? and left is my question I think it's hard to believe that everything the Avengers did that they didn't play a part in any of this but from what she said from what Miss Menace is saying so many things can happen from one person tampering with time or different realities um also um something that she she touched on um she said that there was a, a a war, a secret war. Um, secret wars is something that happens in the comics. It's happened quite a few times, kind of like the Infinity Wars. There's a couple of Infinity Wars, but the secret, the first secret war that we know about that we've seen in the comics, we've seen Peter Parker don the um, symbiote Spider-Man outfit. That's where the symbiote spider suit came from. That symbiote from the from the, from the secret wars, and he brought it back with him. That's how we got Venom, right? We know more about it now, but that's just the, the gist of it, right? Um, the latest Secret Wars that came out, and I think it was 2015, um, we we saw in that Secret Wars that uh, the Beyonders um, were basically destroyed by the Molecule Man, Owen Reese, um, and Doctor Doom took over and became God Doom. And God Doom created Battle World. And in Battle World, God Doom reigned supreme over all kingdoms. Kind of like Game of Thrones style is what it, what it reminded me of. Um, in different parts of the kingdom, different people ruled. And the police of this kingdom were basically the Thor Corps. And it was like every Thor from any reality. And they were all like, you know... Thor police, basically. And they all had Muners, and, you know, they protected the God King, um, who was so powerful, he was stronger than, you know, everybody. And he was stronger than everybody. He was taking everybody out when they came. But anyway, that was one of the latest Secret World, Secret Wars um, that had uh, uh, the, the Battle World. And I'm bringing that up because I've seen online and I don't remember what day it was there is a toy out or that's coming out that has uh, it's like a direct nod to Battle World and I thought it was interesting that all of a sudden they're doing a toy on Battle World um, and they're also touching on things like this in the Loki series um, so that may be something to look out for uh Maybe at the end when we get to the last phases um, and we get to like the last two Avengers movie like we did with Infinity War and Endgame, maybe those Avenger movies will be about Battle World, right? Maybe it'd be a good way for them to introduce, you know, Fantastic Four into the MCU, things of that nature. 
Um, but I got a feeling something like that is coming. Because I don't see any other way, reason to bring up that there was actually um, secret wars in this timeline. Um, what else? Um, now, also, during the, during the, before Battle World happened, it was two Earths left. All of these different realities were destroyed. And Miss Menace is kind of touching on this in the show. In the comics, all of these different realities were destroyed, and the last two realities were left was the Ultimate Comics Universe, which is the MCU movies in itself are based on the Ultimate Comics, um, which don't exist anymore. And the last, the other, the other Earth that was still surviving was Earth 616. Earth 616 is Marvel, right? Anything that's regular Marvel. And not like out there or different is Earth 616. These two things collided, everything ceased to exist, and because of the powers that Doctor Doom had gathered from the Beyonders, he brought everything back into Battle World. So I wonder if that's what's about to happen um, when it comes to all of this. Because you know, we got Loki right now. Loki is working with the TVA to figure out um, what's going on with an alternate reality of himself. Which I believe, because we have we've had a female Loki in the comics, I think that the the Loki who's the villain in this the show is actually the female Loki. Um, other people feel the same way, um, but I, I feel this way at this point because I don't think there was any other reason to cover up the face of the character if we know it to be a Loki. What's the reason to cover up the face other than it's probably a female? Um, because if it just looked like regular Loki or kid Loki, it's not a big deal. Um, and people are saying it's either kid Loki or it's female Loki. I'm going with female Loki. Um, just for those reasons exactly. Um, also, um, funny enough, Jonathan Major's character, the guy who played Tick in Lovecraft Country, his character, Kane the Conqueror, will be in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. But there's a judge that Loki has to see um, in the show. And that 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 judge's character, um, I think I think her, her name is R Ravana Renslayer. Her character has a romantic relationship with Kane the Conqueror. So maybe somewhere in this show, we'll, we'll either see Kane the Conqueror, there'll be a a, a mention of that character from him or in that movie maybe the TVA has to come in contact with Ant-Man and the Wasp because they're going up against Kane the Conqueror and that somehow sparks that romance I don't know how but I just know in the comics they're romantically involved I think it's on and off um, um, for the most part um, but yeah I didn't want to dive too far into the show I'd rather you watch it but those are some small tidbits to pay attention to. Um, even when 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 Loki is being basically booked, it looked like a it's like a police style booking. He's being booked. He got to go see the guy. Guys asking him questions. You know, you do the fingerprint thing in real life. You know, this, this is the type of thing that's going on. If you look in the clip, the clip when he comes in, there's a skull. There's a excuse me. There's a scroll person standing in the lobby with him. Who that person is, we don't know. But that could play a significant part later on. So it's just, I love the Easter eggs in these shows. 
Um, I love the show, the visuals, the, the, the story. But uh, just as important as all of that is the Easter eggs. And there's Easter eggs all around, especially when she's talking about, you know, the Secret Wars. So if you haven't watched the episode yet, man, check it out. Um, you're going to enjoy it. Uh, and just look out for the Easter eggs. Look out for those little tidbits that she drops um, because she drops a lot. Um, and, and maybe you can see something that I didn't pick up on or I didn't mention uh, um, um, uh, in the review. Um, and I'm gonna just go ahead and give uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give uh, Loki a five out of five for me um, because uh, I thought it was amazing. I'm also gonna give Superman and Lois a five out of five as well. I, I, I'm, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm gonna give it five out of fives, man. Um, and now, man. Uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we're going to do the, uh, we're going to close out the show. We're going to do the uh, flashback of the week, and also uh, my, uh, I'm sure, very, very unpopular opinion, man. Uh, stay tuned to the uh, Junkie Experience Podcast. All right. And we back, man, uh, Junkie Experience Podcast. Um, and I think first, I think I'm going to touch on this uh, unpopular opinion now. Let me just say this. Let me just say this. On my unpopular opinion, um, this is just personal preference for me. Um, and I said this to somebody and they thought I was crazy. Um, but with all of this playoff talk, and the way they talk about LeBron, you know, I just wanted to put out there, you know, one of my favorite guys from the NBA who I feel like doesn't get as much respect as he should um, for shaping the culture, man. Um, and that's uh, that's Allen Iverson. Um, and my unpopular opinion of the week is Allen Iverson is in my top five greatest players ever. Um and one of the reasons why Allen Iverson is one of my favorites and why he's in my top five is because the way that they talk about Jordan, the way that they say he shaped the NBA, things that he done, the way people act, people got that from Jordan. I feel the same way about AI. Even though I was a huge Michael Jordan fan at the time, we didn't talk about Jordan like we talked about AI. We didn't try to emulate Jordan the way we tried to emulate AI. You know, we always, we all wanted to break somebody's ankles like AI. We all wanted to be, you know, we wanted to dunk like AI. You know, we wanted to walk like AI. We wore clothes like AI. AI was one of us. AI had the tattoos. He had the long hair. We wanted to get the the uh, the French braids like Allen Iverson, man. Like Bubba Chuck, man. Uh, I just think. When it comes to how influential a player is, Allen Iverson for my generation was the GOAT. He was the GOAT, bruh. He was the GOAT. I mean, I, I just remember, man, everybody would be working on their crossover. And you ain't walking up, working on your crossover because of Jordan, man. You was working on your crossover because of, of Allen Iverson. You know what I mean? Allen Iverson wanted you to watch. You know, he made you want to watch you know, and one mixtapes when those was out. You know what I'm saying? When you seen players like Hot Sauce breaking niggas' ankles. You know, this this all came, it's the pride from Allen Iverson, man. Uh, to me, Allen Iverson was the first. 
You know what I'm saying? And he was one of the greats. Quick handles, quick movements, man. Could dunk the ball, shoot. Man, you just love AI. AI has so much personality on and off the court, too. He just seemed like he was, you know, your big cousin or your big brother, man. Um, Allen Iverson had championship uh, quality, man. Um, and it's sad that he never got to get that ring. You know, um, he was stopped by a better team and, and Kobe and Shaq. Kobe and Shaq's uh, Lakers, um, which, man, was very heartbreaking for me because that season, AI was playing some of his best ball ever. And I knew we had an opportunity to get a ring. Um, I'm saying we, but again, I'm I'm just a player guy. I loved AI, you know, just like I love LeBron. You know, I followed him whatever. I follow him wherever. You know, I follow him to Denver and everything, but... Allen Iverson was just one of them guys, man. Um, influential when it came to everything about our culture, especially hip-hop. Um, if you remember the old Reeboks commercials, um, you know, it was... Uh, the, 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 well, these aren't these aren't the original commercials, but, you know, you got the first commercial where it was like... Uh, I think Jada Kids did like three. And uh, the first one was like the answer for the shoes. And then you got the one for KG. KG had one, and that was uh, Styles P. And I forgot who Sheik did at the time. It might have been Steve Francis. Might have been Steve Francis at the time, if I'm not mistaken. Sheik Luch did him. But those commercials, him dribbling the ball, I mean, just think about the way he did things and the way the culture changed. I mean, when you look at Slam magazines before AI, it was regular players. After AI, everybody looked like AI. They had long hair. They was wearing the arm sleeves, the 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 the, the sweatband, and they, the niggas had tattoos now and was holding the ball up. You didn't get that before Allen Iverson, man. You know what I'm saying? The baggy shorts and shit. You know what I mean? You know, the Fab Five did it and inspired him, and then he took it over and inspired us you know, in our generation and everything that we did afterwards. Um, so my unpopular opinion for this week is that Allen Iverson is in my top five, man. And that's it. That's it. You can't tell me no different. He'll stay in my top five because of how influential he was on the culture, man. I just think he wanted the greats. He wanted the goats, bro. And that's it. That's it, man. And moving right along, man, we're going to get into this uh, this flashback of the week, man. Um, and my flashback, mm, flashback of the week is uh, June 12th, 1994, um, which is the uh, the night um, Nicole Brown Simpson and uh, uh, Ron Goldman were found stabbed to death um, outside of her uh, Brentwood condominium. Um, and also, you know, the spark of, you know, I would say probably the most polarizing um, polarizing cases probably in, in, in U.S. history, man. I, I, I was very young, but I remember um, the impact that that case was having on so many people, how everyone was divided. Um, and, and now being an adult, 
um, because it, it also sparked um, one of the best series I've seen in a long time, which is the, what was it called? The People versus O.J. Simpson, uh, which starred uh, Cuba Gooden Jr. as O.J. Simpson. Um, being an adult and seeing the Made in America documentary that came out before that about the trial, um, just seeing the pictures of how they how, how how they were murdered, and then hearing the story behind the way Johnny Cochran uh, I, I, lack of a better word manipulated the case, man, because you know he knew exactly what to do to get people involved in this case. Um, and that was to bring OJ back to the community. And, and, and we ate it up, you know. OJ was one of us again. He was black. And, and here he is um, being, um, being uh, tried um, in front of this white culture. And we wasn't fucking having it. OJ was one of us and we wanted to see him set free. And uh, when he was set free on verdict day, you know, black heads and hands was up in the air and white heads was down. You know, finally we seen justice prevail for one of us. You know, even though, you know, in, in, in my opinion, in his book, he said, if I did it, I, I think he just said, shit, he did it, you know? Um, but yeah, that was that was June 12th, 1994. I think at the time I was, I was in Florida at that time. I was living in Orlando, Florida um, when that verdict came out. Was I living in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, I was in Orlando, Florida. Orlando, on, on the way back to to Atlanta, actually. We was getting ready to move back to Atlanta. Um, and uh, I, I actually remember seeing, you know, that case on TV a few times. Um, my mom watched stuff like that back then. Um, I remember the um, trial of, the, I think it was the Menendez brothers. I remember shit like that, too. My mom used to watch some shit like that and. uh yeah, this is a big deal. Big deal for the community, man. Um, yeah, but that's that's my that's my flashback of the week, man, and uh, my unpopular opinion. Um, and that's it, man. That's it for the show. I can't believe it went this long, man. I, I didn't I didn't think I was gonna. I thought this was gonna be a thirty minute show. Ended up being a little bit longer than expected, uh, about an hour and a half actually. Um, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man. As you can hear, my voices, I'm kind of out of it. Um, after coming um, back from Atlanta, I got a little sick. So my voice is a little out of it. Um, um, but I hope you enjoyed yourselves. I hope, hope you learned a little something new. Um, also, I wanted to thank, because I actually got a, a few messages from a few people on uh, my Facebook page. Um, I wanted to thank uh, some of you guys for your, uh, your well wishes and things after my sister passed away. Uh, I appreciate that. Um, I know my whole family appreciate that, man. That's some uh, that's some real love right there, man. Uh, 
for you all who, who tuned in and heard L. You know, she gave us a shout out for what was going on and uh y'all uh hitting me up, man, on a Smackavelli uh Facebook page, man. That that was uh I wasn't expecting anything, man, and it was only a few, but them few mattered to me, man. So uh I just I, I appreciate everybody who listened to the show. I appreciate everybody who looked out. Um um and I and I, and I hope we are doing a, a a good job of things i hope you enjoyed yourself this week um i know we ain't getting into anything too controversial um but i love talking about this geek shit you know this uh this marvel shit some of my favorite shit so i hope you enjoyed yourself um make sure you follow me on uh instagram at uh smackavelli gaming make sure you follow me on uh twitter at smackavelli gaming i'm on facebook at Smackavelli, um, and all of our social media contacts you can find on uh, JunkieExperience.com, man. Uh, I hope y'all have a, a good rest of the week, and uh, we'll catch y'all next week, man. JunkieExperience.com for everything. Peace out.